Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. I've spent years taking, say, a 30-minute interview and whittling that down to a nice and tight and polished four minutes to put up on the radio. Some days I had the whole afternoon to get it done. Other days I only had a few minutes until airtime with an editor breathing down my neck. So I've got a certain relationship with speech and the passage of time. Today's interview has me rethinking that relationship completely. It's with John Hendrickson, whose new memoir is titled Life on Delay, Making Peace with a Stutter. As you can tell, it's about him living with a stutter. And one thing that he said that stuck with me was that his stutter, for all the pain and issues it's caused, led him to be a better listener. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV isn't just good, it's brilliant. With exceptional television from around the world. Their romances are more charming, their mysteries cozier, their noirs more gripping, and their comedies cleverer. More clever? Oh, you get it. Acorn TV is brilliant stories told brilliantly. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. So, in a nutshell, Acorn TV. Brilliant. This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. Today, people are working to innovate and do more in their workdays. But coming up with fresh ideas and quick responses can be tough. Introducing Grammarly Go, a product offering personalized generative AI communication assistance that will change the way you write. With just a few clicks, Grammarly Go can ideate, compose, and rewrite thoughtfully, accelerating your productivity and unlocking your creativity. Go to Grammarly.com slash go. I'm going to interview a writer who begins his new book with these words. Nearly every decision in my life has been shaped by my struggle to speak. John Hendrickson wrote a story for The Atlantic in 2019 about then-presidential candidate Joe Biden's life with stuttering. John Hendrickson stutters himself. His article sparked an outpouring of reaction, including from others who stutter. He has put his experience, those of others, and lots of reflection, recollection, and thought into Life on Delay, Making Peace with a Stutter. John Hendrickson joins us from New York. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's an honor. You write, and and I hope you can help us understand, because you write so piercingly about it, the feel of a stutter. We hear halting speech, but at one point you say it, it feels almost like claustrophobia. <laughs> There are many different types of stuttering, and they all feel a little different from the repetitions to long, painful blocks in which you can't get through the first part of a word. Mm-hmm. When those blocks are it's happening, you often have trouble breathing. But all of that's only part of it. You're really battling is the mental side of it. And you're trying to quiet this voice inside you telling you it's better not to talk at all. It takes a lot of 
work and a lot of time and effort to get to a place of just being okay with participating in conversation. Yeah. As you and I uh, talk to each other in 2023, do we really know why anyone, do you know why you go through life with a stutter? Only since around the turn of the millennium have researchers and experts understood this to be a neurological disorder with a large genetic component. For decades and centuries prior to that, people thought it was a simple manifestation of anxiety, nervousness. Some children are able to, quote-unquote, rewire those neural pathways with therapy at a young age, but a portion of the population will stutter for the rest of their lives. And the best that they can do is manage it and build up the confidence to just keep waking up every day and going about life. It's painful to read about you and your brother. He's always loved you, but um, you had some difficulties, didn't you? My brother is my biggest champion. He is my rock. He's my best friend. And we have an incredible relationship as adults. Like a lot of brothers, we had a tough time as kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, a major part of this book is the story of how we got to where we are today, in which he would do anything for me and I would do anything for him. Did this book give you a chance to talk about things that maybe you hadn't? Yes, absolutely. I asked my parents and my brother a crazy question, which was, can I sit down with you and put a tape recorder between us and can we talk about life? just the totality of life, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And they said yes. And it's it was just an incredibly selfless act on their part. And they're relinquishing a portion of their privacy, not because they want to, but because they believe in me and they believe in this project and they know that this is a book that will hopefully help a lot of other people who stutter and their families. You write very openly 
about also struggling with um, depression and and drinking. Drinking seemed to help your stutter, however, but I guess it wasn't good for depression, is it? One theory around the neurological component of stuttering is that it's partly a dopamine mediator disorder, getting down to that brain chemistry. And certain drugs certainly have an effect on the brain chemistry and on those neural pathways. Mm-hmm. Many people who stutter go through high school and college and they realize that drinking a couple beers makes it easier to talk. But that can obviously be a slippery slope. And part of this book is me talking with other folks about that and me reflecting on chapters of my life in which I may have used beer as a crutch. Do you feel you were depressed because you have a stutter or you were depressed because there's a lot in life to be depressed about and you don't need a stutter to be depressed? Research does indicate that mental health issues such as depression and anxiety and OCD are often comorbidities with issues such as stuttering. And part of this book is exploring that but it's also exploring possible antidotes. There's a doctor out in California, Gerald McGuire, who has been working on a quote-unquote magic pill to one day potentially fix stuttering and his primary motivation is because he's a person who stutters and his older brother was as well and his older brother uh, took his own life and Gerald McGuire doesn't want anyone else to follow that path you also say in this book that if you could swallow a pill to stop stuttering, you would you would hesitate. I think my answer to that question has changed over time. I think as a kid, as a teenager and in college, I would have taken a magic pill in a heartbeat. But as I've gotten older and I've been on this journey of making peace with my stutter, 
I don't view it as this major flaw anymore. I view it as a part of my life that's embedded in my identity and as a gift in a way because it's given me a lot of empathy. It's given me a lot of life experience and it's made me a better listener and it's just made me curious about others and their experiences. John Hendrickson's book, Life on Delay, Making Peace with the Stutter. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Lisa. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and T-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash NPR and use code NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR.